Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. So whenever I sit down to write a sermon, I typically like to start with a little self-deprecating humor, maybe a joke, a light illustration of some sort. And, you know, that just doesn't work very well with this parable about the sheep and the goats. And I have to say, whenever I read this parable, I'm always a little torn because there are two core beliefs I hold when it comes to how God changes lives, which are not intuitively linked to this passage at first glance. First, I don't believe that you can scare people into heaven or bully someone into a transformed life. Second, I don't think that you and I are saved because of anything that we do or achieve. We're not saved because we feed the poor. We're not saved because we visit the sick. That's not what Orthodox, that's not what Orthodox Christianity proclaims. And so if today's gospel isn't primarily here to scare us into doing something to be saved, then what is it about and what does it mean for our life? And to answer that question, let me start by saying this. Today's gospel is not primarily a call to action. Now, will a proper understanding of today's gospel overflow into action? No doubt about it. But Jesus did not tell this parable with the intent of scaring us into building a better world. Not only would that contradict the rest of Matthew's gospel, but it wouldn't even make sense within the parable itself. Because both the sheep and the goats have one thing in common. Neither was aware that they were serving or not serving Christ the King. Lord, when was it that we fed you? When was it that we visited you? Lord, when was that? In Jesus' story, the sheep did not know. And so to hear this gospel passage and then decide to do something because we're a little frightened of being a goat is to miss the point entirely. Because the sheep are not the ones who know they're serving Christ. The sheep are the ones who don't know. And so again, if today's gospel is not God's attempt to scare us or to wake us up into being a little less selfish then what is this parable about? Well, in the Episcopal Church, today is Christ the King Sunday. It is a day that the church sets aside to remind ourselves that Jesus Christ is the rightful King of the creation, and that a day will come when He alone will reign. And today's gospel for Matthew is really about the character of this King. You see, there is a question that a story like this on a Sunday like this is asking us to consider, and that's what kind of king do we say that Jesus is? 
And as I reflect on today's gospel, two incredibly hopeful and surprising details stand out. First, Jesus is not a king that reigns on some lofty golden throne high above the mess of the world and the mess of your life. As today's gospel begins, when the Son of Man comes in his glory, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. Then, but not now. Because now, as today's gospel points out, Christ the King reigns in the midst of the world's mess, amongst the hungry, the sick, and the imprisoned, amongst the lonely, the friendless, and the needy, amongst the alcoholics, the burnt out, and the anxious, with the ones he calls the least. Christ the King reigns in the midst of their mess. But then second, Christ the King calls the least amongst us, the sick, the naked, and the common criminal, members of his family. As Jesus once said to the Pharisees, those who are well have no need of a physician but those who are sick. For I have come not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Well, today Jesus ups the ante a bit calling the sick and the sinful not just to repentance, but to acknowledge their status as his brothers and sisters. And so are you beginning to see how full of grace today's gospel actually is? Because before it says a word about God's judgment, it speaks volumes about God's nature. And the message is that there is no situation that is so hopeless, no pain that is so unbearable, no sin that is so horrible that Christ the King removes himself from it. Hunger, thirst, estrangement, nakedness, prison, a worldwide pandemic that has left us all just a tad bit anxious, lonely, and depressed it doesn't matter the circumstance. Christ the King reigns in the midst of our mess. And so have you ever hungered and thirst for righteousness only to be crushed by sin and injustice? Have your secrets ever left you feeling isolated and alone? Has shame ever left you feeling naked and exposed or have you ever felt so scared and inadequate that life felt like a prison from which you could not escape? In other words, has life ever made you feel like the absolute least? Because if so, there is a message in today's gospel for you. Christ the King calls you family, and he reigns in the midst of your mess. Because at the end of the day, that's what Christ the King Sunday and what this gospel passage is really all about. It's about a different kind of king. A king who endures the shame of his own subjects and saves his sheep by dying for them. A king whose crown is of thorns and whose throne is a cross. A king that enters Jerusalem not in a chariot, but on a donkey. Not with an army 
but with a handful of fishermen. A king whose power is manifested not in the breaking of bones, but in the breaking of the bread. This, we affirm, is the king of the universe. And to know this king intimately is to be transformed. Now, I don't want to leave you with the impression that what we do doesn't matter. What we do matters tremendously. Our life matters. Our choices matter. The things we love, the way we spend our money, the way we spend our time, it all matters to God because we matter to God. And even though the sheep in today's gospel did not know that they were serving Christ, it certainly matters that we as a church get very intentional about seeking and serving Christ in all people, especially those in society who are among the least. But the goal of the Christian life aims at something higher. The point of Christianity is to become a transformed people. People who give in such a way that their left hand doesn't know what their right hand is doing. And I would submit that this transformation begins not with a decision to act, but with a decision to pray. That it begins whenever we resolve with every fiber of our being to submit to this king who freely submitted to a cross to save us. And in today's reading from Ephesians, we find that this is exactly what Paul is praying for. He writes, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ may give you a spirit of wisdom as you come to know him. But then what Paul says next is utterly shocking. So that you may know the glorious riches of his inheritance among the saints. Now, most people read this passage and mistakenly assume that Paul prays that we would know that Jesus is our inheritance and be thrilled with how great that all is. But note that isn't actually what Paul says in today's epistle to the Ephesians. He does not say that Jesus is our inheritance. He says that we are Jesus's inheritance. And that's what Paul wants the church to see. That's what Paul wants you to see, that Christ the King sees you and your hunger and your thirst and your strangeness and your nakedness and your prison, whatever that happens to be in your life, that Christ the King identifies with you and that he reigns in the midst of your mess. Why? Because we are his inheritance the apple of his eye, the people he longs to heal, restore, and save. And so as we go out into the world this week, let us not forget that before we can live our life for Christ the King, we have to know in an intimate way that Christ the King lives for us. We are his family. And to the extent that we know that Jesus honors us, we will in turn honor him with how we live our life. But our king is not looking for calculated 
fear-based, sporadic, conscious appeasing, humanitarian acts of service by people who assume they're okay on behalf of people we think are not okay. No, Jesus is looking for people who know him intimately as he is. You see, it's not only that we are Jesus's inheritance, but Christ the King is also ours. And so come, you that are blessed by the Father in heaven, and inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Because today's gospel is not about people who earn their salvation. No, it's about people who love their king so much and who know his character so well that on the last day, they discover it. Amen.